The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. Radioactive Metal, your source for news, views, tunes, and interviews. Here are your hosts, Snowy, Rock, Corrine, and Aaron. What's up, everyone? Welcome to a Neighbor of the Beast episode of Radioactive Metal. This is episode 667. And I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. And dear listeners, after last week's episode, we now have to read this disclaimer. Uh, True Call Coffee does not endorse brewing 666 cups of coffee in the event that it may summon a demon. If you do brew 666 cups of coffee and a demon is summoned, a true call coffee is not liable for said demon. So trvekvltcoffee.com slash demon summoning for more information. Um, it'd be funny as shit if he really had that URL. I feel like I need to tell him about it now. But um, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> um, ladies and gentlemen, True Cult Coffee sponsors this show because they love metal they love the bullshit that Snowy and I do every week for whatever reason. And they also love coffee and they're damn good at it. The um, pre-order for Master, by the time you're hearing this, it's sold out. So if you didn't get it like uh, last week when we talked about it on the show, you're out of luck. You're missing out on another small batch. But don't fear because if you go to the website and you give me your email, uh, you can get on the mailing list and you'll know when this stuff comes out. Follow them on social media at TRVE dot kvlt dot coffee yeah i think that's it for instagram but um truecallcoffee.com t-r-v-e-k-v-l-t coffee.com go out there subscribe get all your coffee needs satisfied and when you subscribe you'll get not one but two great bands every month so true call coffee possess yourself a cup today and i made the grapefruit as i said that because it made better it was like way better when you well, had the invisible grapefruit it, it it does. Invisible grapefruits just make everything better. It just it's one of those weird phenomenons. Yes, with when you get your subscription to True Cobalt Coffee, you get these this these these wicked bands. One of them I'm going to get to shortly for this week's mandatory metal segment. But in order but before we get there once again, we are having a special guest joining us just to talk about uh, 
everything that went on this his this past weekend as our listeners will recall last weekend we had mentioned all about um Stu Block from from Iced Earth returning to Canada and rejoining his former band Into Eternity we also mentioned that Into Eternity their kind of guess their reunion show was going on at the Loudest Hell Festival in Drumheller, Alberta. We also announced as well that this gentleman joining us was going to be there working in the, the whole festival in various different functions. So we are once again stoked and really excited to have our good buddy Ducky, Dustin Ruka, join us so he can give us the 411 on everything that went on. Hey man, what's going on? Hello again. How's it going? Welcome uh, to the so, party, Duck. <laughs> yes, yeah, so far, so far, so good. Everything's cool. Um, I'm sure this weekend isn't going to be as awesome as yours was last weekend. No, I'm fucking broken and I can't go anywhere. <laughs> That's what yes. happens when you stage dive. That's what happens. That's, That's right. Well, we will definitely get through all that. I'm excited to hear all of the wicked stories and just just to see because you know you went out with some friends of ours you reunited with some you with some mutual friends so i'm so excited to hear all about that but before we get into that and you know our metal fix and just all of the good metal goodness that goes with the show we're going to drop a track for a true cobalt coffee if you get your prescription well the subscription, if you are hearing this the Friday morning, I think it would be the 13th. I think the subscription runs out today, or at least this offer is running out today as you hear it. But like Aaron said, two great bands with your subscription. And I was really stoked to see a Wise Blood Records recording artist, Craig's Grave their their debut record the sundering is available when you subscribe to true cobalt coffee so we're gonna drop a track from them this is Craig's grave with the sun no longer reaches here
We've been very busy this week. Here's our metal fix. Okay, dude. Um, Ducky, are you up? Not, we'll save everything about the Loudest Hell Festival a little later on in the show, but maybe share with us uh, just some, well, you know the drill with the metal fix. What was your, what was your fix this time around? Uh, well, Snake Pit was fun. Okay, what's that? The thrash metal from Calgary. Okay, what's what was that? They were, were they, they were at the festival? Yeah. Okay, hold that when we discuss the uh, the festival coming up. Like everything that you've been listening to, like since 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 you got home. Uh, basically stuff from the festival. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay, all right. Okay, I guess you brought home stuff from, like, you brought home merch and you brought home... Yeah, I only brought home, like, four CDs. Oh, okay, okay, okay. What were those? Um, I brought home Death Gods EP. They are really good. I brought home Iron Kingdom's new record for Dad. Oh, right on. Uh, I brought home an Eye of Porous record and a. Oh, shit. What was the other one I brought home? Hang on. I have it on my pictures. Give me a second. Oh, Osiren. Osiren record. They're like a power metal type group. They were really fun. Oh, okay. Right on, right on. And what about, like, merch, t-shirts, etc.? Uh, too many. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. No, no doubt. Okay. Well, um... Okay, Iron Kingdom. Okay, they're from Vancouver, right? Are they not? Yes. Oh, right, right on. That's, um... Yeah, that's one of the bands I probably would have, uh wanted to have checked out while i was there oh i can just imagine god how how, how much you dropped for all of that too much it just, it, yeah it must have been. Talk about it. Too much. Uh, yeah no doubt no doubt okay do you have anything else that you'd want to you'd want to uh, share mainly what i've all been listening to this week so ah, okay cool cool festival Ah, uh, right on, right on. Okay, well, we'll get to. I'm dying to hear all about the festival in a little bit. Aaron, what's going on with you? All right. So, did you guys know D. Snyder has a new album out? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh shit, I see it in my head, like the advertisement in the magazines. It's called oh. uh, "Leave a Scar." That's it. Yes. And um. I got to say, like, I, I heard it because I was listening to XM the, the other day, Sirius XM's Liquid Metal, and he was on and he was talking about the track and it was called In for the Kill. And it started kind of okay, but then it just got so mediocre. And I'm like, ah. oh, okay. so I turned it off. And then I saw, I found the album on Apple Music, so I'm giving it a stream. Dude, the album is way better than that track. And he picked, uh, they, they picked the wrong single. Like the opener is called "I Got to Rock Again" and it, it's a burner, man. It's awesome. Right on. Yes, yeah, great track, great track. 
So uh, my last vinyl club is being shipped. I finally got the notification for that. So I'll have that last 45 <laughs> coming. Okay. For those of you keeping track, I originally enrolled in the vinyl club, I think in February of 2020. And um, it is now July of 2021, and the fourth shipment is finally making its way to us. Huh. Yeah, right. Huh. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. To say they they've had struggles with this, like holy shit. And and they're they're even to the point where they're just like, fuck it, we're sorry. Here's 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 everything that's going on. You wow. know. So I I do hope that they do it again because I mean, like you know, sur- surviving this first round, I'm like, yeah, I'll I'll also set up for it again because it's been fun. I mean, the artwork alone's been amazing. You know, mm-hmm. not to mention the music, but the, that's been amazing. But I I do want to talk about something that's not amazing. Uh oh. Reliving Uh-oh. the fucking black black album. Oh, that's. That huge, huge project with the 500 bands all redoing the same song over yeah. and over. Well, not just that, but they're also reissuing the Black Album as like the giant box set. And I knew it was coming because, you know, they started with Kill 'em All. And then I have Ride the Lightning and I have, um, I have Ride the Lightning and I have Master Puppets. Like those are the two albums mm-hmm. that I definitely want the box set. And if I find Kill 'em All used, maybe I'll pick that one up. Um, but like th- those are the two big ones. And I'm like, oh, fuck. We're going to get to the black album and then worse, we're going to get to load and reload, you know, <laughs> but it just, and the thing is, it's not even like the black album is a bad album, but I've heard every single one of those songs to death. Cause I think that entire album was released as a single at some point, like everything. Well, most of them. Yeah. About yeah. 75% of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like everything was a single and I, it's so funny. Like I, I really thought I had gotten over everything. Like Saint Anger came out, and then other albums. I'm like, okay, like yeah, like I f- this feels more like Metallica. I'm enjoying it, and the Vinyl Club, like all the other stuff that's gone on, Hardwired when that came out, going to the release party, the stuff that they've done for you know Record Store Day, and then I just keep getting these emails about the Black Album, and I just feel so fucking betrayed all over again. <laughs> all yeah. over I hear, you. I hear you i think what it is is it not the 30th anniversary of that record coming oh, up it soon? definitely is oh my god 30 years already yeah it doesn't it doesn't seem that it was this long there's this meme going around okay where the, you just saw a stack of cassettes there was like the black album use your illusions one and two a uh some grunge in there, some Red Hot Chili Peppers. And they just said all of these albums were released in like a 40 day period in 1991 or wow, or what, whatever it was. And it's like, holy shit, that's right. You know, all of these classic albums in that short little while, it just boom, boom, boom. And you just don't, because you're living the moment. Yeah. And you don't, you don't always, you know, take stock to think. It's like, holy shit, you know, it's, you know, his history is being made 30 years from now. There's going to be this thing called a meme talking about this. Like, what the fuck is a meme, you know? Well, I got to say, I really would rather not relive the Black Album. <laughs> That's, well, yeah, yeah, to be Just fair. Just to bug you. So. Just to bug you, I'll listen to it tomorrow. Thanks, man. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Doc. <clears throat> It I just... also have load and reload. Oh, come on. <laughs> and, I, and I know there's people that like those albums, and I, I feel bad trashing on them because, you know, 
Like uh, my favorite Kiss album is Asylum, and so many Kiss fans, including Rock, hate that album. Oh, I, that's blasphemy! Yeah, I think it's one of the greatest Kiss albums ever. I think it starts amazing. Like I think it's fantastic start to finish. So, I get it. Like like every everybody is gonna gonna have their jumping on point in in that that favorite album, but just. And, and like I said, it's not even like the Black Album's a bad album. It's just that now I know what, what it signals things to come. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You definitely knew the 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 band was a changing, you know, like you you could tell. It's like, okay, this isn't my Metallica anymore. And it's it's not just because a whole lot like if I, I, I would have loved nothing more, okay. Than if millions of fans discovered Metallica with Ride the Lightning, because then they probably would have come up and played here. Yeah, the, the that awesome tunes and all that. So I'm not, I'm not necessarily one of those guys that oh my my personal toy is now being shared with the world and all that. You know, I want nothing but success for the bands. It's just sometimes how they got there kind of leaves a foul taste in my mouth and then yeah yeah so but to be fair i heard through the never on the radio the other day at work and it's kind of a stormer of a track yeah and i mean honestly when i hear like stuff from load and reload since i don't know those albums at all i was like whoa because i know it's metallic i'm like wow what song is this and then it's like off a of load or reload, I'm like, oh, why do I have to like this track? Like, <laughs> like you just start to hate yourself, you know. I, I just like, I, it's almost like I need to go into therapy so I can get past this because it's not like the, it's not like it's bad. It's really not bad. No, <sighs> no, I'm sure there's a lot worse out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's Saint sure. Anger. I love Saint <laughs> Anger. I love that record. That's. Uh, yeah, but I can't quite get past the drums on. Oh, that, the drum so. sound sucks. I will, I will not defend that snare drum sound to anybody. But that is a great album. Like to me, that's the album that we should have gotten after Justice. Mm, yeah. That that's that that's yeah. like you know with the direction they were going with the experimental stuff. Like that's the album we should have gotten after Justice. Is saying yeah. I'll definitely agree there. What else you got? That's all. That's all. Just, you know, just my therapy now, you know. <laughs> that's what hitting the record shops is all about. That's, yeah. that's your therapy. I know, until right I have the there. fucking Black Album up everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For myself, before I get into a couple cool records that came across my desk, I did hit the record shops last weekend and uh, it's going to be pretty memorable for a couple reasons first of all uh, i found a secondhand vinyl copy of the classic riot album fire down under oh that sounds good okay now i never i never had it in any way shape or form up until last weekend but i know i had one of their songs like the title track on a compilation album and it's fucking riot everyone you know, legends and all that. So I knew this record was going to be something else. And it really was. I, I slapped it on. I, I cranked it. it. It didn't disappoint. Aaron, do you remember the the, t, the TV sitcom All in the Family? 
Oh, Archie Bunker. Yes. Archie, yeah. Archie Bunker. Ducky, have you have you at least heard of All in the Family? Probably. Okay. Okay. Well, if you if you if you don't go, oh yeah, then yeah, you you haven't. It was a very controversial sitcom in the seventies. Okay, that dealt with a lot of race relations in New York. And okay, okay, you you probably heard a punk rocker refer to a ra- to a racist as being a, being an Archie Bunker. That, yeah. That's where that that's where that expression comes from. I've the never heard that expression in my life. That's no, hysterical. you've never heard a punker use the you know. Oh, okay. Well, it's definitely you know one that was used because Archie Bunker, you know, all in the family, he had a tendency of being, you know, a little bit on the racist side. Even though you saw him with George Jefferson a lot. Okay. That's right. And yeah, because they, they, always, they were like kind of buddies in the show. Right, even though like they were both racist to one another, okay. But th- that was the beauty of the that was the beauty of it, though. Like the show was making a statement, you know, about race relations in the seventies, and of course, it was starring Rob Reiner, Meathead, yeah, his 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 son-in-law, who went on to be a filmmaker, including making Spinal Tap, and all that. So. Yeah, that's a little piece of interesting trivia. Well, I discovered this record, okay, in the secondhand record shop. It was All in the Family, the album volume two. Really? This and there's a picture of the cast and I'm checking it out. I have no idea what this album is. Okay. All I know is that I need to have it. (laughs) I don't know if it's songs, you know in the from from the show like in from the back in the background i don't know anything about this turns out it was just um audio clips from the tv show yeah no yeah and all that so did it have boy the way glenn miller played (laughs) songs that made the hip parade I didn't do that quite well. <laughs> Guys like me, we had it made. Those no. were the days. No, they did, they didn't have the theme song on it, which is way too bad. Uh, you would think that's how you would have started in All in the Family. Well, maybe maybe on Volume One they did that. That like that theme song is just amazing, and the fact that it doesn't sound perfect. Like they purposely had the two of them singing and had her singing screechy out of key and shit. Like, right. Because I, that, that was, was pretty voice. ballsy, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I remember the Simpsons parried it. Oh, I don't remember that one. Homer, Homer and Marge sang it. Yeah. That's a very good point. There's really nothing they haven't touched. So, mm-hmm. Ducky. Like that South Park episode, Simpsons did it. Shit. I was just going to ask if you've watched South Park. So, are you an avid South Park fan? I haven't seen any of the new season yet. Oh, I haven't seen any, any anything in years. But just but you're familiar with the show. Yeah. Okay. So, South Park, like um, Trey and Matt basically said, they're like, we wanted to we wanted to do Archie Bunker today, but how do you do Archie Bunker today? He's like, you make them eight years old. You can get away with anything. Mm-hmm. And that was the premise for South Park. Yeah, no doubts. Yeah, yeah, that's that's okay. I can definitely see that now. Myself with South Park, I kind of and 
not 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 for any one reason. I just just you couldn't you can't watch everything, you know. But I kind of lost it, not interest, but just the time and all that. Right right after the movie. So and that was a long time ago now. Oh yeah, I think I did too. Yeah. I, I kept up as long as I could. And even like every now and then when I would just get a chance to flick it on, it was it was never not funny. Because they were mm-hmm. always they always stay relevant and they stay so close to current events. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Fortunately I think they're all up on uh one of my streaming services, I don't know, I gotta check it out. So I'm sure I'm sure I'll start binging them, you know, at at some point soon, just just to get caught up. Another record I picked up, okay, and I almost had to resort to violence for this. The band violence? Well, I've you know. almost to, I have to resort to violence for who fucking WWE just released. <laughs> well, hey, we'll be talking about all that soon enough. Here we go again. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Anyways, this another record that I had picked up. I found a vinyl copy of ZZ Top's Eliminator. Now, bear in mind, this is a movie. This is a movie. This is an album that I had, you know, as a kid when it first came out. Okay, I discovered ZZ Top with that album. I've I have it on CD as well. Okay, and I still have it to the day, but over the years, I just kind of don't know where my vinyl copy went. So I found a secondhand copy, good price. Okay, I'm going to grab this. There's this older gentleman beside me with the walking cane and all of that. He says to me, oh, you're buying this because the guy died, eh? Oh, you motherfucker. Okay, (laughs) I just... Beat him with a cane. I was, I that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to kick the cane out from underneath him and then beat him with it. It's like you don't know me. You don't know anything about why I'm buying this fucking record. Like, get the fuck away from me. Okay, come on. I, I, I have to call you out for this one. If you would have seen a normie buying it, you would have said the same fucking thing. Uh, to them. Probably, probably. You, that, like, literally. Me. <laughs> like, like you know, you know, you know who that old man probably was. That's probably you came back to the future be, to fuck with yourself. Twenty years. <laughs> no, it probably. I bet you it was you. Like you're like you know what? I'm gonna go fuck with myself. This is gonna be hysterical. And you're probably telling every, everybody the old folks know about it right now. In the future. That's it. No, you're right. You're right. I probably would have thought the same thing. But you absolutely would have. Yeah. And not probably. Like I know you. I've been on this show a few times. Like you absolutely would have. Uh, it's just kind of like. Ah. Uh, so I had to, you know, you you smile and say, well, no, I had it on CD and I found it, you know, uh, at a decent price on vinyl and all that. And, uh, uh, oh, well. Huh? Um, recently as well, I've had this renewed interest in uh, the Heavy Metal Illustrated magazine. I think we were talking about that last time, right? Uh, we it came up in our conversation because part of Record Store Day, um, they 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 put out a, uh, a a picture disc single of the theme song Sammy Hagar, and I and I picked that up. 
Yes. And there was a, there was a couple of videos on you on YouTube, so I kind of like some fan some fan videos. It it kind of about the movie, okay. Well, it kind of renewed my interest in the magazine because I used to read it as a teenager. Okay, and just over the years I kind of lost interest in it and then finding it. Okay, because it used to be like on every newsstand. Okay, and then as the years went on, it, it just became available only on certain newsstands. And now, like in bookstores and all that, now wow. the only the, the only um, place that I've seen it in years was on the um, on the newsstand in my comic book shop that we go to the most. Oh so shit! Speaking of that, I'm sorry to interrupt that, but as people are listening to this interview, because this interview will drop on the 13th, tomorrow is Free Comic Book Day, August 14th. Oh, really? Yeah, August 14th, Free Comic Book Day. Sorry to interrupt, but I wanted to get that out before I forgot. Sorry. Continue. Comic book okay. shop. Okay. Right on. Right on. Um. For sure. For sure. So we were in the comic book shop and i saw it on the racks i'm like holy geez you know i'm gonna pick it up and i flip through it and oh it's pretty expensive now <laughs> like everything else is but i decided okay you know what i'm gonna snag a copy and i gave it the once over and i'm back on board i'm back on board they had two copies i grabbed the most recent one and this has been around since what 1970 the late 70s I honestly they're, do not know. They're only at issue 300. Like, I thought, well, did they stop making it and they re-released it or something? Yeah. Because that just seemed like a long time ago. Well, the dude in the in the record shop reminded me that at one time it was just quarterly. Oh. Uh, okay. Right, right. Okay, so that would that would help. But now apparently it's monthly... Um, I'm next time I'm in there, I'm gonna grab last month's copies. Well, I'm back on board. I'm back on board with Heavy Metal Magazine again, and here I am once again. You know, I'm in my, I'm in, I'm in my living room. I got, you know, I got wrestling on in the background with the sound down. I'm listening to DRI. I'm looking at Heavy Metal Magazine. Not much has changed since I was 15. You know, it's funny. I've been thinking the same thing. Other than like, I have shorter hair, but I was doing the same thing the other day. I'm like, wow. <laughs> what the hell? What the hell? And finally, sort of, speaking of magazines, in my hot little fist right now, I have the new Disciple magazine. My subscription for this one came. Say it. Not even the fucking say it. <laughs> well, we still call it that, dude. What? Between you and you and our former co-host, Discreen. Oh, Disciple. I'm like, what? Hot Little Fist or magazine? Yeah. Right. Oh, oh, right. okay. I I kind of get what he was getting at. No, no. Disciple. Okay, no, now I yes, get it. yes. I have I have the new Disciple magazine here, and what's what's it? Again? What's that? I'm just gonna be drinking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah you're kind of breaking up there i'm having a little bit of trouble hearing uh, you here well, anyways with with the new disciple which is decibel magazine of course our longtime listeners will know the story 
behind why we call it that on the cover this time and this is where we have to once again we got to give decibel a lot of credit okay because they're really good for showcasing some younger upcoming artists in the underground like they could probably you know feature some much larger names and when they do they still go with uh with maybe a less a lesser known name in the underground to grace the cover. Of course, this month the new record from uh, Wolves in the Throne Room dropped. So, got to give uh, got to give them got to give Decibel a lot of credit for for stepping up and putting them on the cover. Well, I tell you, man, I didn't think I'd ever see the day when I saw Wolves in the Throne Room. On the cover of the new decibel, and it's once again, it's a fantastic issue. Um, Natch Mysticum is the flexi disc. There's stuff on Fear Factory, Hammers of Misfortune, Exhum, Flotsam and Jetsam. A lot of really cool stuff. That's when you said, Aaron, if I had seen the new D. Snyder album, it's like, well, I haven't heard it, but I saw the cover because, huh, in the new, in the new issue. I'm pretty yeah. sure Disciple Magazine just reads your email and then makes their issue off of that. Well, I think so. I think so. I think so. When we had when we had Sean Frazier on, he was thinking the same thing when I said, you know, we seem to have, I guess we work with a lot of the same people behind the scenes and all that. Because like, like I said, sometimes it just seems like Disciple is the, um, is the program for radioactive metal and all that so yeah good stuff good stuff um now once again i'm it's i'm going on the subscription when it comes up to to canada here i already know what the next issue is looking like so maybe it's on the shelves down in the u.s right now i I don't know but as you know as i know it right now wolves in the throne room go and check that out finally some cool records across my desk here first of all the canadian black and crashers the blood of christ their latest release is uh courtesy of our good the good folks our good buddies at cdn records two of their older releases frozen dreams and lovely flowers of autumn we they kind of re-released them threw them onto cd in a neat, cool new package that'll be available August 21st. Another really cool record came in across my desk. And kind of another another re-release. Um, Tank Crimes Records is re-releasing the uh, California Power Violence Band, Despise You. Well, I guess one of their biggest records, uh, West Side Horizon. They're giving that the re-release treatment with uh, two really cool color colored vinyl versions blue and purple with splatter and crystal clear with uh with splatter and i'm like okay all right i yeah i have this record okay and they they just sent me the promo copy but dude i really think that i need uh i think i need this new special release get that sweet new vinyl on it as well and finally, Aaron, I don't know if you remember, but I we we played this band on in the past. 
White Cowbell, Oklahoma. Does that ring a bell? Kind of, but not you... enough. Okay, okay. Imagine if you will. It's it, it's it's a Canadian band up here that um, I actually saw them live when they played. Um, they played one of the festivals up here. We talked about it on the show, Ducky. You remember what was that festival that came in? It was a one night here with Disturbed and uh, Event Sevenfold. Monster Energy Drink. Yeah. Okay. What was? Oh no, those that was the sponsor. What was the name of the the festival? Do you recall? Uh, uh, to Google. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I actually caught this band. They were uproar. On... uproar festival. Uproar. The uproar festival. Yes. Yes. Oh. Only reason I remember that is because the shirt is sitting on my chair across from me right now. Ah, well that's that definitely helps. That and they put on a hell of a show for a lesser known for an, for an, for an indie band. They put everything into their show that you would make you they'd make you think they were one of the one of the headliners. Imagine if you will, okay, like um if Deep Purple started today with a more modern edge to it is probably what you would get with white cowbell oklahoma their latest release texaco raros volume one 2001 to 2011 i guess kind of a i didn't even see this theme that i had with the records across my desk with all the re-releases and the greatest hits and all that because that's exactly what at least for a greatest hit that you're going to get out of white cowbell oklahoma Really, really cool stuff. But let's have the music speak for itself. How about the first single off of the new White Cowbell, Oklahoma? This is Take Me Down to Mexico.
mentioned a despise you record that was their cover song of dri's couch slouch and before that sort of the title track that was my west side horizons okay i knew i knew i wanted to play obviously couch slouch like that's from the dri's dealing with it one of my favorite records of all time and it's as you just heard it's a killer killer cover but, it, you know, it's power violence. The songs really aren't that long. So you kind of have to go with a couple songs off of the record. Well, this particular record had 62 songs on it. It's, it's, it's like, holy shit. How do, you, how do you pick with that? But I think... And it was only 15 minutes long. <laughs> That's right. Makes sense. <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, from there, 
like I said, we have no we're not we're not dealing with a creature feature or anything like that this week because we had so much else that we wanted to talk to you about the loudest hell festival and the fact that just this week as we speak MTV celebrated 40 years on the air August 1st 19 wow 1981 <sighs> MTV first dropped and of course the very first song they ever played and this has gone down into music folklore now very first song was the Buggles video killed the radio star yep i guess I guess they were trying to be uh I guess they were trying to be cute, maybe trying to be a little prophetic as well. Um, but with all these other memes going on, and there's an old joke here in the music industry that MTV, 40 years. Thank you so much for those 15 years of music. I was going to say 10, so I think that's generous. <laughs> yeah, because, because now like MTV, like if you're a relatively young listener and you've You've only recently discovered like MTV and much music up here. Uh, you'll just know it just as I think all they pretty much do is just play a bunch of reality bullshit. Yeah, I, I honestly I, don't know what their programming is anymore. Like I know that they had um, Teen Wolf, like the Teen the Teen Wolf show. Oh, right, yeah, was actually on uh, MTV. And now that I can watch it not on MTV, it's actually better when I don't have to fast forward through those commercials for their right. shows. Like the sh the show really holds up on its own. Like it was it was a good show, but. Yeah, like they did that, but um, I really don't know what else they've done. Like I, I don't know if there's any music anymore. I don't think so, and I don't think there's Ducky and anything up here on on much. Like, have are you familiar with much music at all up here? Um, not really. Not, not really. The only things I really watch on TV is like American Pickers. So. Dude, oh, okay. I love that show. <laughs> okay, I can't. I can't. I think the only time I've seen any of that was watching it with 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 your grandma, and all and all that. But yeah, for the most part, there's just not much on TV for me either. Certainly nothing on much music or MTV. But at one time, Ducky, I don't know if. You might be surprised to hear about this, but at one time, Much Music and MTV played music videos. And that was pretty much all of them, and concerts and music documentaries and all that. It was actually like a radio station, but they played music videos. And one of my, you know, memories of my youth is rushing home to try to catch the first time it was aired. Sometimes we would we would skip the last class of school to go and catch the first airing of the Power Hour, which was the Canadian equivalent of the Metal Hour, who I guess would be the equivalent of Headbangers Ball, and all that. So that 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 was when these programs actually played music videos. Some of them, though, and MTV, though, was really 
really controversial, okay, for not airing and banning any sort of videos that were controversial, shall we say. I kind of like the irony from that. For all the videos that MTV played, there were a whole whack that they wouldn't just for one reason or another. Okay, and it just it just seemed like all the time. Okay, let's let's and this isn't even in, including like underground thrash and punk bands that they wouldn't play anyways because it was corporate America running it. Okay, this is we're talking about established bands with you know with strong fan bases that they said, oh, we don't want to play this. Okay, and it wasn't just like pop artists. I know Madonna always took a lot of heat from MTV for a lot of the stuff on in in her videos and all that. There's a lot of mainstream metal, you know, hard rock and metal um, videos that got the yank from MTV. And I thought maybe, well, with it being the anniversary, let's kind of stir the pot here a bit. And go over some of these videos that uh, got the yank, shall we say, and the band from MTV. So earlier today, I, wa- I went over the list. I refreshed my memory on some of them. And I had some where it's like, I don't even remember this video being... I didn't even know they made a video for this song. And it's like... There were some others. It's like, I can't believe they actually banned that because none of these videos got banned on MTV, on much music. So it just, it just kind of shows, you know, the difference between the two or the, the two or organizations, obviously. Like, I'm sure there's some videos that much music said, okay, that's a little much nudity. You know, obviously they couldn't, they couldn't, uh, they would have to play some sort of edited version of the video while MTV would just like kind of yank these all together. The first one that, and I was really surprised, okay, when I found out that MTV yanked this, but the promo video for Van Halen's cover of Oh Pretty Woman. Yeah, that blew my mind. I'm like, really? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because first of all, I, I I couldn't even really remember it, okay, from back in the day because I was just, you know, this this was even pre-metal full time. So this would have been when the record first came out. So I wasn't even I wasn't even well into my teens at the time. So I don't really remember it, but I also don't remember, or I also remember, or it not being that bad okay but i guess when you're a kid nothing really you know you don't really see anything the 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 only thing about that video that i could think of is right at the beginning they had um they had a young a young lady kind of tied up and these little people okay back then they would have been called midgets okay they were kind of poking and prodding and groping her Oh, okay. I'm I'm thinking that that could have been the reason. I do remember that video. Yeah. Okay. Because I just I got the 
refresher earlier today. So it's like, well, yeah, yeah, I guess. Okay, because that had to be it because the rest of the video was just the band getting into their Tarzan outfit and their samurai outfit, you know, and what was Eddie Van Halen dressed up as? Like they all had were dressing up in some sort of historical figure. No, it's I really didn't see anything too too bad with that, but apparently, you know. MTV did. This was not much of a surprise that MTV would ban it, but we saw this on much music, particularly on the Power Hour. Motorheads killed by death. Does, does that ring a bell? I know the song. I don't think I've ever seen the video. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've seen the video. Okay, well... It, it it was actually on the old Power Hour a lot. It was probably the the most played mo- Motorhead video. And yeah, there's there's kind of some violence in it, and you know, you had, you had Lemmy bursting into the house. Because you know, there's this girl. She's all done up in her rock gear, and she's like, you know, she she wants to go out, and she's saying to her parents, "Okay, I'm going out now. I'm not like not dressed like that." Meanwhile, this who looks like a 30-year-old woman is supposed to be a teenager or whatever. Well, she's she rolls her eyes and all that. And then all of a sudden, boom, Lemmy comes tearing through the walls of their house on his motorbike and then flips them off. And she gets on the bike and then they drive off. And just the whole narrative of the video afterwards is um, eventually... Lemmy was executed, you know, burnt at the, not burnt at the stake, but fried in the electric chair. And the the characterization of the people doing it was kind of, to me, what I saw, they represented conformity. They represented America. They, you know, like, this is, this is what, what Motorhead is doing, you know, is bad for our kids. So they were kind of making a statement there. And and the irony of that is MTV yanking it, okay? Because they were killing Motorhead in the video, and then MTV did it in real life. Yeah, by by, by yanking it and all that. And it's just like, like it's an amazing arc. song. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's the word I was. That's what I was looking for. Oh, it's just a fantastic, you know, I hope you guys are writing these down. Go and give these videos a uh, a chance. When you get a chance, um, you'll recall, Aaron, um, in our uh, uh, recent watch-along, we did Decline of the Western Civilization, part two, The Metal Years. Yeah. And part of, part of that movie, okay, was the promotional video for Megadeth's In My Darkest Hour. Yeah. Okay. And apparently, and I didn't know that because much music not not only played this on the Power Hour, but in regular broadcasts, they they played that video a lot because it was a power ballad. Okay. And it it had the commercial appeal. Apparently, MTV. Are you high? In my darkest what? hours, a power ballad. Yeah, it is. It's I'm going to need you to take a piss test, please. 
No, it's you're it's, out of your fucking mind, <laughs> dude. It's totally a ballad. Just like Metallica's "One" is a ballad. One uh, is not a ballad. Sure, it is. You are so high right now. <laughs> Yeah. I, I'm gonna need to contact Mrs. Snowy. You need assistance. You are definitely oh. not yourself. <laughs> okay, well, okay, okay. Maybe it's not fucking air supply or anything like that, but it's definitely, you know, it's a ballad. Fade to black is a ballad. It is, yes. One is a song about war. There is nothing ballady about that. People are fucking dying, Snowy. <laughs> okay. It's a slow song about death, man. Yeah, okay, and that's that's I think that's where MTV kind of, you know, got their shit in a knot because they felt, oh, and this is just an old an old bullshit trope that it promotes suicide. Really? Because that's what every band wants. That, that's they what want every heavy metal song yeah, promotes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Like, are, who wants their fan base to die? This is what we as rationally thinking music fans went through with the Judas Priest trial. Well, there is with, one artist, Mr. Sammy Kerr. Right. <laughs> okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But no, yeah. No, no artist wants that wants their fan base to die because then they don't have a career. Like that mentality, just ah, I never understood. I ne- I never understood that. And that's such a regardless of whether or not you think it's a ballad or not, it's an amazing song. It's, it's a very powerful ballad. song, and it it makes just an incredible statement. Same idea with their video for a Tudla mode. A couple of, well. Maybe how many years later, the euthanasia record. Apparently, MTV also sees that as promoting suicide. Now, it's not, I'm not really too familiar with this song. I especially, I had a renewed, excuse me, a new, a renewed interest in that when they re released it, re recorded it with Christina. Scavia from uh, from Lacuna Coil. Okay, that that's when the song really started to do it for me. But the 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 original version, okay, I, I I didn't really know it well enough, or at least I couldn't see anything that made me want to kill myself. Well, that's good news. That, okay. Yeah, <laughs> glad to hear that. Yeah, you know, it's just. Where is it? Where is this? You guys are. What's I don't know what goes through the minds of some of these people. It's, like it's all the it's all the fucking normies being like. Meh, 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 meh. You oh, have to look at this stuff through the lens of the era, right? And like I told you, I was watching that show Physical on Apple TV, right? And man, there's shit I forgot about because. You know, they have all these made up characters, but these characters are personas of like real people. And when I say real people, I mean just like there were just everyday people in everybody's neighborhood that acted like these people. Like there's the one businessman where um, they go to see their um, man, they go to see the like their their church pastor or priest or something like that. 
and the lady's concerned for her husband because he tried to swim and couldn't and essentially he was probably trying to kill himself is like i think that's the gist of what he's trying to do but then mm-hmm. so the priest turns around is on her he's like well have you been having sexual relations well no not as much i noticed you only have two children why you know why do you only have two children it's like holy fuck i forgot about that mentality you know like like so when when you think about like it was man and and it's i mean it's 40 years ago but it's it it still feels so recent where we were still thinking in um like 1800s religious well we got to have a lot of kids to work the farm you know mhm yeah, yeah, you you can't even fathom that today. No, like I I couldn't even imagine having like more than two. Like we we were one and done. Like oh, my sister in law has four kids. Oh my god. Oh, oh, I don't know. I definitely definitely couldn't do that. I I had no idea. Okay, like I I I never had the record. That the Twisted Sister record that this song came on, okay, but I did have it on kind of like one of those um, generic greatest hits type icon series or yeah. whatever. Okay, but I didn't even know that "Be Cruel to Your School" with Alice Cooper was even a single, and they made a promotional video just until recently of this, and I'm feeling kind of cheated. Like I cheated myself out of this. You did because this this video is fantastic. Oh, it is. <laughs> like it's it's everything that I, especially as a teenager, everything that I would have wanted. Okay, it's Twisted Sister. It's got Alice Cooper in it, and zombies. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and that that was kind of the problem that MTV had it because apparently. And the actual quote was some of these zombies were, quote unquote, too gross for MTV. Okay, and that just made me think, well, okay, okay. apart from a little bit of the red stuff, was is this video really, were the zombies really any worse than what we saw in the thriller video? Thank you. Because that's what I was going to say. I'm like, I don't think they're any worse than Thriller. No, no, there was just a little bit of more blood and all and all that. Which I don't even think there's more blood. Like if you Twisted Sister videos in the '80s was essentially live action um, Warner Brothers cartoons. Like that's the kind (laughs) of shit they're trying to pull. Uh huh. You know, and they're trying to make a statement with it as well. As well. And now, when I saw the cameo at the end... Okay, now, Bobcat Goldthwait was the teacher. And all oh, that. I now, love that one. What is, Squirrels just, will pick you up from the airport. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so great. He is definitely a treasure for horror film fanatics. Okay, the cameo at the end, when the teacher, when Goldthwait goes to the... Goes to the... Um, teacher's lounge and he's got the music in the headphones and the teacher sitting beside him wants to listen to what he is playing you know can i plug into your walkman yeah as well that teacher and i totally marked out when i saw this because i'm a big fan of this guy that teacher was mr tom savini 
No shit. Horror film fanatics know him as the guy who did the creature, did all the makeup effects for Dawn of the Dead, the original, the original Friday the 13th. He played Sex Machine in um, Dust Before Dawn. He did a lot of effects for that as as well. He's just this legendary makeup effects. He was even on The Simpsons and all that. And I had the good fortune of meeting him in a, a horror film convention in Toronto. So that makes me think that all these uh, all this zombie blood and effects and all that was all courtesy of Mr. Savini. More likely. Makes a lot of sense. And all that. So, like, like I said, I I had no idea that this video even existed, and all that, because I never I never saw it here on much music. I I don't ever recall it being played on the Power Hour or anything. So, yeah, yeah, it's definitely going to be a video I'm going to be spending a lot more time with. Motley Crue's "Girls, Girls, Girls." Okay, that had apparently got the yank. Now, apparently... Okay. Yeah. Sorry? Oh. Yeah, no, I, I, don't, I don't know what that was. Okay, Kevin. We're sorry, folks. We're experiencing a little bit of technical difficulties with this show. Anyways, um, yeah, there was apparently the original cut of Cruise Girls, 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 the title track off of you know that that album um there was some actual nudity shot really it. and then they had to make edits and all that in order for it to appear on much music and on mtv okay apparently mtv yanked it well i remember this video being aired on much music though and once once again not just on the power hour, but just in regular broadcasting as well. And at the time, I never really thought anything of it because it was the fucking 80s. Yeah. Okay. Like there was a lot of those hair metal bands, you know, with girls in lingerie and stripping and just, you know, it was, it was, it was that, it was that era. So I, I never really thought anything of it. Now you fast forward all these years later and I'm watching it on YouTube and it's like, holy shit. Okay. Like obviously I still wouldn't ban this. I wouldn't censor it or anything, but it's like, this is pretty raunchy. Yeah. Um, I think that was the, the start of Wayne Cruz started getting really raunchy. You remember when they started playing porn clips in their live show? Uh, well, I remember, um, you know, having the camera out in the audience and, you know, they would get the women to, you know, flash the flash the cameras. No, more than that. They would play like actual porn films behind them. No, I don't recall that. Like, like like graphic. Yeah. Like like really (laughs) graphic, like stuff. And and I forgot about that shit. Like my, my wife and I went to crew fest too, because Buck Cherry was playing and, um, crazy bitch was out at that point i'm like man i, I want to go see this band oh, oh. and so we we go to crew fest too because at the time i didn't give a shit about molly crew because i was i was never a huge fan and then um after seeing crew fest too and realizing how underrated mcmars is like i'm a super fan now after seeing it live 
Um, and I mean, they were fantastic, but I just, I, I, and I remember like during the Dr. Feelgood tour, everybody was up in arms about the porn clips and I figured, you know, it was like 10, 18 years later, they wouldn't still be doing that. Well, I was wrong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you know, that, that's, that's kind of the start of them being raunchy little bastards. Definitely, definitely. And I have to admit, like with this video, I got about halfway through it and then I got tired of it. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm, this is just, this, this is just gratuitous. It's for the, it's, it's basically smut, which I'm good with. That's fine. If that's your thing, go for it. But it's like, okay, I have a bunch of other videos that I want to see as well. So, yeah, I think I'm kind of done with this one. Uh, yeah. Um, and now, holy jeez, like crew is back in the um, back in the headlines because uh, and he's Vince, Vince Neal has been getting a lot of flack lately, like for being out of shape. Oh, he's horribly out of shape. Yeah, yeah, and it's like holy jeez, people, like really, like okay, I, yeah, I get it. He's it's not very healthy and all that, but. All of the criticisms and all the feedback that I've been reading online, not one person has, you know, were said anything about they were concerned about his health. It's like, ah, look how fat he's gotten. It's like, yeah, okay, but he's he's pushing sixty now, is he not? Um, you know, he's yeah, at least he's, he's probably getting up there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and like this happens. This happens to people. And yeah, I'm sure a lot of this is self-inflicted and, you know, like, did, didn't he put on a whole whack of weight and then he lost it and now it's kind of back on? And he's just, the, the guy's having his struggles. I don't okay. remember him losing it. Like, I just, like, I didn't even realize he had put on that much weight until they started doing the meme of him as Bumble from the Rudolph, the Red-Nosed Reindeer uh, Rankin Bass ones. I don't know if you've seen okay. that. No. Uh, it, I didn't realize just how fat he got until they started doing that. And I think you're, I think you're right. I think he did lose some weight. But the thing is, like, he's had a year. And, and it's not it's not the fact that, okay, it's like, okay, you're fat, fine, whatever. Like, I don't think anybody really cares that he's fat. What they care about is that he can't put on the show. And that's what they're paying for. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and, and that's where I take issue. It's like, it's like, yeah, of course we're concerned about your health. You know, and, and, and those sort of things. But it's like, we're paying to see you put on a show. If you can't put on the show, lose some fucking weight. You know? Or maybe, maybe, or maybe not charge a hundred bucks for the nosebleeds. Yeah. Yeah, something. You know? <laughs> more, than that. more than that. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure these festivals. Like, is, aren't they going on tour with... Like, it, it was supposed to have happened before... COVID hit, but it was it was supposed to be them, Def Leppard, Poison, and Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. Yeah. A big yeah. like I can just imagine I can just imagine how much that is going to cost. Well, I blame Motley Crue for COVID because they came out of retirement after they swore they never would. There you are. Now that you mention it, I think you're right. And and that's that's <laughs> why we have COVID. Like it was the world trying to stop that tour. Slayer broke up in the world. Well, that's another thing too. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, that's another thing. Oh, couple more here that kind of got my attention. Soundgarden's Jesus Christ pose. I remember, okay, reading in the magazines and, and they mentioned it on, on, on the radio and all that. When MTV decided, okay, we, we can't be airing this. I think because it was all of because uh, of the religious imagery, and they call it they called it ex the exploiting of a religious symbol, because of all all of the crosses yeah. and and Cornell doing you know the crucifix pose and all that. And I never really at at the time like it it never once again not banned on much music, but it. It's like Soundgarden, they were like Alice in Chains with their first records. This was actually Soundgarden's second record, I believe. Grunge hasn't happened, hadn't happened yet. The only people, okay, buying Soundgarden and Alice in Chains albums were metal fans. Like, I saw Soundgarden as a metal band before, you know, a hard alternative (laughs) or a grunge because that's at that moment you know when this so-called controversial video was happening they they were a metal band so i really wasn't the least bit surprised when mtv yanked it i i remember it kind of being a controversy what what about you you recall this no i really don't remember that one um i i was aware of the song and you know i was sort of thinking like oh okay but no, I, I don't remember any controversy around it at all. Oh, no, it was that was the last record that, like, yeah, I've I've had a couple, like, I had the Super Unknown follow up, and a, and another one as well. But that that was when my interest in Soundgarden was at its peak because, like I said, they were still considered this ribald metal band, not knowing, you know, what was going to be happening a couple years from now when. When Kurt Cobain stumbled into the rehearsal studio and said, hey, guys, check this out. You know, that's that all predates that. I know I know, Aaron, you're a big fan of Nine Inch Nails. I do enjoy Nine Inch Nails. Right, right. Do you recall the video for Closer? Yes, like that one we had to like some somebody was able to find like the uncut version. Um, what is is that the one I'm thinking about? Is that the one where the guy gets abducted or and he's killed no. by the strain? Fuck, what's that one? No, no. Okay, I maybe maybe closer is where it started. Do you do you guys remember the one where? Oh my goodness! The, the, essentially, like like everybody that saw the video was like, "Well, yeah, don't go home with strangers." Like some guy gets picked up by a stranger and is just like tortured and killed in the video. No, I don't. I don't recall anything like that. And I had, I just saw this the video today. Like I, I, I remember the song, and I had. I have Downward Spiral, and it's an incredible yeah. record. That's a fantastic song. I actually hear it on the radio a lot. I mean, it gets, you know, I want to, you like an animal on the radio. Okay, fine. 
dude, you say uh, fuck all the time. You blooped yourself on that. Like literally, you will say well, fuck no, on this show no, no. all the time. I I didn't bleep it. The okay. Video first, at, at first, I thought it was another technical difficulty, and then when you mentioned it, Aaron, it's like he actually bleeped himself. What? Yeah. Well, oh I God. I had to to explain what I no no I was explaining what I heard on the radio. Uh huh. Sure. I I wasn't censoring myself. Snowy's afraid to say the f word now. <laughs> the yeah, MTV yeah, censors yeah. got to him, Ducky. That's we we got to intervene. All, all this conversation, yeah, it's fine. It's 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 finally got to me. Well, anyways, yeah. Apparently, okay. Like I, I don't even because I guess maybe I was just at I had a lot of other things going on in the world, like little daughters coming into the world and all that around that time. So I wasn't watching a lot of uh, a lot of much music at the time and so i never really saw the video to the song until just recently and apparently there is an uncut director's cut on youtube of it if you look up nine inch nails closers and director's cut there is an uncensored version of it complete with the nudity the religious imagery all the bondage imagery as well like i couldn't believe that i'm like holy shit i mean i could see i could see mtv not wanting to play this version and i can't believe youtube actually has this version still up. okay but i would think you know they would have aired like a an edited version of it but then again once again we're talking about mtv if you're going to ban anybody, it's going to be Nine Inch Nails videos. At least it should be. Because holy crap are those graphic. Like, I can understand that. Like, those are... I mean, dude, their videos are practically NC-17. Mm-hmm. They really are. Like, like so, Yeah, from what, what I saw today, yeah. The imagery, I, I remember... I, I wish I could remember what song it was for, but I just remember watching the video, and I was like, holy fuck. Holy fuck! Like it was, it was just so intense, dude. Pro- probably the most sexually graphic video I'd ever seen, and obviously this was the uncut version that you had to go on the interwebs. And I'm talking, I remember Dario, my very first co-host on this show, watching it at his place because he found an uncensored version. It was probably on like whatever I think. I don't think it was like Pornhub or anything. I don't think that was a thing 15 years oh ago. But you said Pornhub. No, there's only a Ramstein video on there. Get it right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going to say, he showed me this Ramstein video. I don't know the name of the song. It was in German, but it translates to pussy. Okay. And this video was basically a five-minute smut movie. Gotcha. Complete, yeah, complete with everything. It's that like, feels oh, like wow. Rammstein. I will be back. In, I will be back in just a second. Broken means got a hobble in the bathroom. So give me like ten minutes. Keep talking. All right, we'll keep talking. <laughs> Enjoy. Okay, Have a good time. Go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, I guess we're gonna kind of save the best for last. And once again, I didn't even know MTV. You know, this was an issue because it wasn't an issue with much music, but Sepultura is a rise. Yeah, okay, that I, one surprised me. I'm like, wow, I didn't realize that was a thing. 
Okay, now, yeah, there's people, you know, nailed to the cross and they they got the gas mask on and all that. But it, it just maybe I was just kind of desensitized to the whole thing by then. But and the fact that like much music didn't even like did they they played it like on on the Power Hour and all that and it just why oh, but you know, kind of dealing with 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 MTV. I could see it, but once once again, it didn't phase me, you know, because it's just, it's nothing like, okay, whatever, someone's trying to make a statement here, although I don't know what kind of connection it would have been to that, but once again, there's also that, you know, that, um, uh, that prejudice with uh, extreme music you know, that the mainstream would have had. So I could see, I, I I could see like a rise, not even making it on the air the first time. Yeah. You know, I, I could see some of these videos on once and then someone goes, holy shit, did we just air that? Holy shit, I don't believe this. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough, fair enough. So yeah, that was quite the rabbit hole that I recently went down. Checked out some of these videos. There's a couple of videos on there that you skipped, like um, oh, okay. Queens. I want to ba- break free. Okay. And that fascinates me because they said that was banned because they had you know men dressing in women's clothes. I'm like, you had fucking un- Uncle Milty, the Milton Berle show back in the oh, '60s, yeah. dressing in women's clothes. Like, uh-huh. what? Mash. What? Yeah, Clinger. <laughs> what kind of Puritan state was MTV being run from? And then they're like, well, there's men in women's clothing. I'm like, hell, I was dressing in women's clothes, you know, just because it was a laugh. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Like, my goodness gracious, the stupid stuff that people get upset about. <laughs> no, see, I, I didn't I, I didn't choose them all just kind of because, you know, I kind of got to make a list of something. What what else did you Apart, apart from that Queen song. Well, so that was really the one that jumped out at me there. But then I started looking at, like, another censorship thing. And I was looking at, like, videos that they would only play after a certain hour. Mm-hmm. And I was getting a kick out of this because uh, one of them was Britney Spears' Toxic. I'm like, okay. Like, I remember that video. I'm like, why did you have to play that late at night? It was just her in a rubber suit. And that's... <laughs> Um, that that's Catwoman in the '60s. You know what I mean? Right. Like, mm-hmm. like I, I just, remember I that know. video. Yes, that she was fucking hot in that. Oh, yeah, she, she's a beautiful girl. She really is. Mm-hmm. You know, and I really hope she gets all her shit worked out. I know she's trying to like emancipate and all sort of stuff. But Toxic was a great record. Like I don't care if you don't like pop music. Like that was a great record. I love that record. I know I know nothing outside of that song. Uh, it, it's a it's really a great record. Like I I was uh, when I had a couple friends who were big into Britney when that came out, and um, that like we were driving around listening to it. I'm like, this is a great record. Like it's really really fantastic. Uh, let's you, see here. Oh, you go on. Sorry. No, no. I th- so I think the song was "Happiness and Slavery" because this is the one that they're talking about here. Um, it was banned for nudity, simulated gore, and unsimulated sexual torture performed by performance artist Bob Flanagan. So, yes. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, like that one. I think that might be the one I was talking about earlier. Okay, that could be. Uh, yeah, I remember. Okay. Yeah. I th- I think like with Spears Toxic. Yeah. You you can't go on social media now. Every other status has something or someone or this this or that being toxic. Okay, like that that is the buzzword right now. So she was kind of the head of the curve on that. Well, that and now like the big song is WAP. Are you familiar with that one? Um, I haven't heard Whap. it. WAP. Wet ass pussy. Know what it is? I yeah. haven't heard it. I know the controversy, but I haven't I haven't taken three minutes out of my life to actually play it. Yeah, and and this is where I find it funny where where we've gotten to the point where that's okay, but now they want to ban Bugs Bunny cartoons. <laughs> I'm like, okay, yeah, here we go. Yeah, and well, even yeah, okay. If if there's one thing that never wanted me to like to pick up a gun and shoot someone in the face, it was Bugs Bunny. Like, yeah. I still don't. I still kind of don't get that where. Ah, like you see, like as a little kid, Saturday morning in front of the TV with your cereal and your PJs, watching Bugs Buddy, no problem. problem. Okay, but then you get, I, 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 I don't know. As we got older and we're watching Bugs Bunny again, sure enough, we're seeing shit cut out. Yeah, like what the hell? Like it's. Bugs fucking bunny, how the how it's this oh no, I, I I hear you on that. And now now the Pepe Le Pew character oh, is yeah. just is gone altogether now, which I kind of see the point. Like the whole the whole idea behind this character was just to sexually harass this person, this cat. Yeah. You know, that that's 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 the whole character. Okay, and okay, I can kind of see it, but uh, another part of me just said, okay, it it is what it is, and it didn't really damage me as a child. Yeah, you know, if or did you know, it? maybe instead of just getting rid of a character altogether, maybe change the arc a bit. You know, I think he's to what. However, you're going to use this character henceforth. Change it up. Give him a different shtick. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe if they made him gay and had him harassing men, that'd be okay. Uh, Well, yeah, the whole woke thing, which I understand the whole why it is what it is. Sometimes I think maybe they're getting a little little too out of of hand with it. That's how we get around it. Like, we make Pepe Le Pew gay and he starts hitting on all the guys. That'll be okay. Well, it yeah, probably wouldn't be a thing. More... Oh, yeah, because then the other side would complain. All the homophobes would come out and say, Oh, you turned you turned my beloved childhood character into the... He, he caught the gay. Yeah, but nobody cares about them. It would be the same, and it would be the same fucking people who said to take him off TV in the first place. Yeah, yeah. Now you made him gay. Ah, ah. You just, you just can't win with some people who you can win, though. And I'm going to drop a song here. You can win with the almighty dead Kennedys. I thought maybe it would be kind of appropriate 
from their Bedtime for Democracy album. This is Dead Kennedys with MTV Get Off the Air. Mr. Ducky, you had made 
your way out from Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada here. You kind of crossed crossed at least halfway through Western Canada to Drumheller, Alberta. And of yep. course that's not that that name obviously isn't as well known as Vancouver, Montreal, or Toronto, but for the past I don't know how many years now. This year was the ninth. The ninth. Okay. Well, at yeah. one point, the only thing Drumheller was known for was for the amount of dinosaur bones and exhibits, you know, that were that oh, were excavated. Everywhere. <laughs> Everywhere. That's what Drumheller is known for. Well, within the metal world now, like you said, for the last nine years, Drumheller is now known for the Loud as Hell Festival. Okay, now, I've never been to one. I think this this was your first. Yeah. What was the rhyme and reason for your going out there? I needed to get out. <laughs> okay. The main reason is I need to get out of Winnipeg. I'm you got to get, get out of here. Yeah. Right. Get the fuck out. Oh, for sure. No, I totally get that. And the idea was to be alive to to get and see a live show. Yeah. But what did yeah. you what did you go out there for? You were working the festival, right? Yeah, I was volunteering. Uh, doing construction at the festival. Okay. Okay. What? What? What do you mean by construction? Uh, a stage setup, um, building fences that go all around the property, so no one would try and do anything fucking stupid. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right on. Right on. Right on. Well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not like you haven't done enough. Of the volunteering around here, yeah, you you had to drive across the country almost to uh, to go and do it there. Yeah. So so Thursday good. Uh, yeah, yeah, good on you, good on you. What were um, okay? But obviously, you know, you weren't always on the clock. What um, what were some of the artists that you dug the most seeing out there? Um, I have the list in front of me right now okay all right um uh thursday night there was the kickoff show at the neighbor's pub uh okay only like a three drive from the festival site uh where they had flashback in vertigo oh siren and local and here cell play uh i made flashback and in vertigo due to setting up for the festival and I got back just as Osiris started and they were really really good okay and then then sell one on we know so yes yes yeah we've... they were good mm-hmm. yeah, on the Friday yeah, on the Friday death got open they're a native Latin death metal band very they impressed me a lot. They were so good. Then after them, there was Obsidious, Concrete Funeral, Black Friday, Tides of Quran, I have Horus and Plan. And we liked bugging the Tides of Quran guys because we were partying with them a bit. So we were calling them Tides of Karen just to bug them. 
<laughs> right on. Right on. Excellent. Excellent. On the Saturday, uh, uh, the music on Saturday started at 10.15. The band that opened was No Hope for the Lost. Then it went Lunatack, Owls and Eagles, Kings or Ut. Kings are is a black metal band from Calgary. They were very impressed. They're one of the reasons I went on Saturday to watch. Uh, then this band called Timo. I think I'm pronouncing it right. I don't know. A Forsaken Right. They've been here a few times. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, the Myopia Condition. League of, Corrupt- League of Corruption. Those are buddies of ours. Uh, no More Moments. Hazardous Material. Paramnesia, Paramnesia. We were calling them Parmas because it was easier to pronounce while drunk. <laughs> right. Uh, then it was rapper dude got on. Major props to him. This rapper called Lil God. It wasn't great, but props to him for showing some diversity at the festival. Um, then Alarian, I think that's how it's pronounced, from Calgary. Then Hazardous Material played again. Then Greybeard, Iron Kingdom, and Into Eternity with the Stoop Lock reunion, which was mm-hmm. awesome. Then on the Sunday, again, it started at 10 o'clock in the morning with Revan, Revankist? I don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, Bawang, Spit of the Sin, His Last Words, Cabracan. They're like um, a mellow death version of Nightwish, which oh, I thought okay. was really cool. Um, the snake pit was I was mainly there to see on the Sunday. Anarch uh this guy named Kyle Pullen, who's known in the scene out there, was just doing an acoustics set. Then Dalmer's Realm immunized, who actually didn't end up playing. And Osiren did a second set, which I didn't know about until after. Um then Apprentice, then Quietus, then Dis- Play of Decay, who are a mix of Cannibal Corpse and Dying Fetus, basically. Then All Else Fails, Hammer Drone, and then Arrival closed out the festival. Ah. Right on, right on. So, apparently, okay. You're, there's not, there's not, there isn't, not exactly a wealth of established names. Really, the only established, okay, just in terms of the underground, really is into eternity because like okay in the past like they've have they've had managed to bring in some imported talent from the US yeah. some larger names okay. this this year unfortunately uh, to the carino right of course yeah once again it's back to the coronavirus they couldn't import any of these bigger name bands from other countries and that's kind of that's one of the things that kind of put me off from this festival i guess maybe i had the chance to go out with you guys and all that like you went out with the cell guys here like i don't know maybe maybe if i had prepared a little more than okay maybe i would have made the trip but honestly like outside of into eternity there was really i don't know if there was any bands to make the trip for with everything else going on in my world 
and all that. And, that, and I'm, I, you can't you can't blame that on the festival. You know, I think without being there, just from the lineup and everything that I heard about it, I really think that they did a bang up job for what they had. Mm-hmm. Now, last there was episode, about, there was about six seven hundred people. So that's good. absolutely pretty good. Like yep. to make to make that trip. Okay, because it's not. I don't. Okay, I've been to Drumheller as a kid. Okay. Um, just traveling across the country with the family. That's so that that's why I knew there's such an emphasis on dinosaurs. Okay, there because that's like the dinosaur capital of the world. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but I, I've never been like okay where where Drumheller is though. As I recall, it's it's not like it's just outside of Calgary or it's just outside of Edmonton. Like you have to do a bit of traveling to get there. So for six, seven hundred people, like how how far would you say it is from Calgary? Do you know offhand? Uh, from Edmonton, it's about three. Three hours. Okay, that's that's so quite a hike. Calgary, probably two. Okay. Either way, like that's it's not like. It's not like it's just on the out the outskirts of one of these major centers. Yeah. So for for people to make that trip for these unsigned bands outside of Into Eternity, like that's impressive, you know, to have to have that that many people. This actually kind of a stroke stroke of luck, and I love the way the music gods work for this show sometimes. But last week. Mr. Stu Block returning to into eternity came up in conversation. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now you, okay. And we also mentioned the fact that you were going to this festival as well. So now you're our roving reporter. You're on the spot, you know, on the spot with Ducky here at radioactive metal. You managed to catch up with Mr. Block, right? They're actually all the guys yeah. and young lady from Into Eternity. What what happened with that? Uh, I was going to the warehouse, which is behind the stage, which the only staff can go in anyway, because I was going to go talk to Matt and everybody and catch up. So I was talking to Amanda, and then Stu walked off the stage. And he's walking up to us, and then I looked. I looked at him. I was like, "Hey, buddy!" And he's like, "Holy shit, Dustin!" And he gave me a hug. <laughs> I don't even. I didn't think he was gonna remember me from seven years ago. But all right, cool. And then we shot the shit for like an hour and caught up and mm-hmm. talked about everything. And he's doing good and remembers Corey, everyone, and he'll see us all soon. Right on, right on. Did the did the end like okay? I, I I understand it wasn't an interview. I probably should have given you in hindsight twenty twenty. I probably should have mm. said here. If, if you get a chance, ask him these questions. Okay, but that would have been part of an official interview. Okay, yeah. Just talking to him, like hanging out back but, but backstage and all that. Did anything about the iced earth? situation come up at all no 
know, I he probably kind of wants to keep it a little tight, tight, uh, tight lipped about the whole situation. I think I referred to him as a conscientious Canadian. Okay, because because that's that's an old joke. <laughs> well, that's that's an old joke. Whenever a uh, someone from during the Vietnam draft, when someone would uh, would would leave the U.S. and try to get into Canada to avoid the draft, instead of be calling instead of calling them a draft dodger, they were return, referred to as a as a conscientious Canadian, kind of tongue in cheek. Okay, well, but with everything going on in the iced earth camp and Stu Block kind of saying, okay, I think I want to distance myself from all of this. Mm. He kind of dodged the draft, mm. shall we say. He he came back up to Canada and found found well, himself. Someone, you know. he was interviewed on uh, I think Brave Works and Brave Sounds or whatever fuck it's called recently, he, and, and he asked about the thing with John, and, and he just Basically said, John was fucking stupid for doing that. Ah, okay. He's trying to distance himself with all that. One of the things that I was kind of concerned about, we might have touched upon this last week, um, but I kind of want to get your your take on it. I was kind of concerned that, okay, with the return of, of Mr. Block, where would that put their current vocus, vocalist Amanda, Amanda Kiernan? Uh, she's staying. She's, she's staying. Eternity, eternity now has two singers. Right on. Did okay. How how are they doing that? Is it are 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 they singing at the same time, trading off verses, or you do one song, I'll do a song? Uh, for the return show, since they didn't really have long to prepare for, it was basically Amanda did the first four. You did for and the last few they just sang, sang them together. Right on. But, right on, right on. Uh, on new stuff soon. So the next album is looking like it's gonna be doing vocals between Amanda and Stu and it's gonna be amazing. No no. no but no. Stu is per- Stu is permanently bleh. Stu's permanently back and into eternity. Excellent, excellent. That's what I want to hear. But just like I said, as long as I just, I just, I, I would be just, I, I would be sending emails if they would have shown Amanda the door. It's just because he was coming back, mm-hmm. you know. But good, go. No, that's that's absolutely fantastic, and we are eagerly awaiting um, new material from them. I'm really curious to see how, like, with with both vocalists, how it's going to work. And I kind of want um, you to you to share something with. Um... Okay, in the past we've kind of shared the story. Like sometimes, dude, I, I I don't know. I worry about you sometimes. What what is he going to do? What's going to happen to him now? Okay, you've been hit by a car. You've buggered up your leg. How many years ago was that? Now three. It was about three, yeah. about three years ago, and you're still not totally on the mend with that. No. No, no, no. Okay, well, uh, <laughs> share what happened with you this time. 
Um, <laughs> well, there's still a fire in Alberta. Mm-hmm. Is there, as there is in like everywhere in Canada right now, because right, of how with, fucking hot it is. Right. Yeah. And all the forest fires going on, man, like here in Winnipeg, I, I don't know, Aaron, if you've, okay. Have you ever had, um, forest fires near wherever you've lived like down in you know, south kakalak there do you get a lot of have you gotten forest fires this year oh did we lose you Aaron? Hmm. yeah oh uh did we lose you oh you're, you're... I here okay I hear um this. we've um we've gotten a lot of forest fires up up here yeah Okay, and to the point where we can see the smoke in the city and oh, we can shit. smell it in 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 the morning. Yeah, I was just kind of curious if you're going through that in your area. Well, not where I'm at, because I'm I'm on the coast and we're also in the low country, so we're below sea level. If we need you know to put out water, we just open the door. Um, but California is going through that again. Like California right. is going through a ton of it, and I mean the the weather patterns this year have been so weird. Like snowy, we've had the coolest weather we've had in August since I moved here. Like uh-huh. it's it's strange, man. It's real strange. Well, yeah, it's something something that we're going through when we wake up in the morning. Like we we can smell smoke, and our house wow. isn't it's not on fire or anything. And like you can kind of see a haze, you know, in the in the distance. That's crazy, dude. With it and all that. So with that, there are things like. Um, at, if you're going camping, you can't have fire pits. You can't have your fire pit going here in the cities and all that. Like open fires are just banned. As well as Ducky was saying, fireworks have been banned as well. And why did why don't why don't you yeah. take it from there, dude? But yet they keep the fucking stores that sell fireworks open, which is stupid. Right. <laughs> Um, Saturday night, there were some people lighting fireworks off, and it actually caused a little fire, so we had to put that out. Oh, dude. Sunday night, well, maybe Monday, yes, it was about Monday morning, or about 3 o'clock in the morning, um, a bunch of fireworks go off and people were running, so me... Uh, the new friends I met out there and most of the staff were chasing them down. And it's three in the morning. It's fucking dark out. My dumbass stepped in a gopher hole. Got oh. up and kept up. <laughs> okay, so. Uh, that next morning, I walked across the campsite to say goodbye to my new friends. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, my ankle fucking hurts. Eh, whatever. Didn't think anything of it. In the van on the way home, I was like, I need to I need to look at my foot. And then the cell guys were like, you need to go to the hospital when we get back to Winnipeg. Dude. Uh... You, you... <laughs> so, uh, as, far, as far as I know so far, I have really badly fractured my ankle. Oh, holy jeez. If it's not one thing or another, holy jeez. So I guess 
There's a festival going on this weekend just yeah. outside just outside of Winnipeg that I'm not going to. And I guess I know our cohort at Wrestling Night in Canada, Matt, he's making his way out there. I are you making your way out? Is this kind of stopping you? Yeah. From that? Stop. Uh, well that sucks. Supposed to be some rain this weekend, and I can't get the cast wet, so I'm not going to risk it. Oh, okay. So are you just like stuck at home all weekend? Basically. Oh, that's no good. That's no good. Okay, but I'm sure you had a good time, regardless, and you've got a lot of great memories to share with the grandkids someday. So, what we're going to do here now. Um, kind of as a thank you for doing your rock and roll duty out there, we are going to dedicate a song to you. We are going to go with Into Eternity from their The Sirens album. This is Fukushima. The candles were lit for the dead. Fukushima.
From Weenie Peg, representing at the Loud as Hell Festival, that is that is Black Metalers Cell with Defiling the Ancient Hierarchy from their album Ancient Incantations of Yarbos. Great stuff, great stuff. I'm actually, I don't know why, and we've had them on the show, we've played this stuff before. I don't know why a Seasons of Mist or a Hell's Headbangers hasn't picked Cell up. Okay, because like I've seen this band when they put on shows locally at the Park Theater, you would okay, they they pull out all the stops. They don't just go on stage and do it Ramon style. They go all out with with the stage set and the corpse paint and the smoke and like it's just it's it's top-notch you know world-class whatever description fully established black metal at, at its finest and ducky i imagine how well did they go over at the festival very good no doubt no doubt i'm sure they um were one of the highlights for everything so good on them horns up to sell can't wait to see you guys kick it live locally well once again it's just about that time we should probably start thinking about bringing this crazy train into the station once again my my once again ducky thanks for taking time out and joining us and sharing your your experience with us um Aaron, how can uh, people get a hold of us? Well, dear snowman, facebook.com slash rad metal. No. Radioactive metal. Rad no, metal? rad metal. Is it rad metal? Damn it. I think so. I even had it right. Um, rad metal 666 <laughs> on Instagram and Twitter. On Twitter, we mostly retweet, but Instagram, that's where you see pretty pictures of the vinyl that Snowy talks about every week. Mm-hmm. Drop us a line, radmetal666 at gmail.com. Radioactivemetal.org. I had to think about it for a second. I'm like, shit, where do we keep all these episodes? Yeah, radioactivemetal.org. You can get it there. Um, you can hear us, iTunes, Stitcher, all sorts of places. Find us wherever. Leave us a review. Send us along to a friend. Um, and then check out the network that we're proud a member of, the Shiny Wizards Radio Network. ShiningWizardsNetwork.com and thanks to them we are also on Spotify so if you look up the Shining Wizards Network you can hear these episodes on Spotify apparently I'm done tonight man you're going to be at least five minutes dude yeah like like, if I even make it to my bedroom at this point I'll fall asleep in the studio store Um, yeah I hope there's no other ways to get a hold of us I think that's it I think that that's it yeah yeah and of course on the Shining Wizards Network not only do you hear this awesome show but as well you're going to want to check out our brother program featuring our good buddy Ducky here on Wrestling night in canada which of course the whole shining wizards network is predominantly a pro wrestling network but there's also pop pop culture as well just about pretty much your one-stop shop for all of your 
podcasting needs. Um, once again, Ducky, thank you so much. And to get us on out of here, like I said earlier, Wolves in the Throne Room have a new album recently dropped. But let's go back to their last record, Thrice Woven. We'll go out with Born from the Serpent's Eye. In the meantime and in between time, that's it. This has been a Neighbor of the Beast episode of Radioactive Metal. I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. And you are... Ducky. I'm Ducky. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Signing off. <laughs>